Uh, hey, are you up all night? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, hey, patrons, you know, I make mistakes and uh, you forgive me, uh, even flubs like that, because uh, it's time for me to really say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends behind the, uh, behind the, bi- <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcaster, who's not perfect, but he does his best, and that's all you really need to do, too. Uh, it, it, thanks, patrons, because it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast puts you to sleep. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed. Turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is try to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, physical sensations, deja vu, uh, which is a hint of what I'm experiencing or what I was just experiencing before I started recording this. So it's a little distracting. Yeah, but whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off. I'm going to smooth out this safe place. Uh, and pat it and rub it down. Uh, safe place, as I like to say here. And like, uh, like, wake you feel welcome. I'm glad you're here. I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, uh, welcoming, pointless meanders, uh, friendly banter. Well, friendly banter interrupted by sidetracks and mix ups. Uh, you have a lot of ban- slow bends, uh, extra like uh, extra words and part word word fragments. Oh boy, I, like I have what they're called. I call them polished word fragments, or more, they're more sanded, uh, or they're more sanded down. Uh, but if you're new here, let me set things up for you. If you're a regular listener, thanks for coming back. Uh, Here's the structure of the show. First six minutes are business. It's a sleep podcast. We got to do it that way. It's the only way, to be honest, we can keep the show free at three times a week and with free archives. Uh, so if you're new, it's not super important. If you're a regular listener, uh, when your hand hits that fridge tomorrow, go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash sponsors. Uh, that's a easy way uh, to remember. Uh, but uh, so... Uh, but if you're new, you know, let's get you, let's get you uh, used to this uh, strangeness. Uh, so that's the first six minutes. Then we have an intro, which is usually around 12 minutes, uh, like maybe sometimes a little longer. Yeah, sometimes, I, I, I think I say sometimes shorter, but at late, that's what I'm contemplating for 2017. You see, what if we have one? At, what do you think about that if you're listening? Yeah. Uh, regular listeners and not really the time for an interactive segment but it's early what if we we well i guess it'd have to be organic but i just thinking like uh what would happen with a three-minute intro for a sleep with me episode i don't know so we'll see that's just an idea but uh so if you're new but if you're new like what to expect for the last 600 plus episodes is a nice 12 minute intro where I can warm up your bed, hopefully warm up your heart, or, you know, like do a little thawing, uh, rapport building, very important, because you're putting me, you're trusting me, to, I'd like to earn your trust, uh, and I'll earn it by kind of being a little bit incompetent at getting to the point and stringing words together and stuff, but uh, what was my point? Uh, seriously, I'm not even kidding, uh, what was uh, uh, oh, so th- there's a long intro where I try to explain what the podcast is, set the mood. Uh, then we'll have a story portion. Tonight it'll be our uh, a- episodic uh, modular series. Though so this episode's a part two, so I, like uh, most of the time it's episodic and modular, except when there's a two-part episodes. Then it's uh, th- th- then I have to ask for a waiver from what I just said. Uh, but it's a like an ongoing series about uh, kind of like a fairy about fairy tales. Uh, it's actually about the myths. Uh, this season's about the myths and the fairy tales that the fairy people 
Yeah, they're trying to like uh, like follow some of their um, what's that called? Oral history. So you know, really stuff you could fall asleep to. It's like sitting in a class uh, that you're not like sitting in a observing people sitting in a class, uh, sitting in a class or something. Hold on, I'm, I'm getting a call in to my head from uh, the MC Escher estate. Is that how you pronounce it? Oh, they're they're calling to say, what did I just say? And I said, yeah, exactly. What did I just say? Uh, if, if I say that in a mirror when I'm taking my picture and in selfie mode, what would happen? Okay, they said they'd call me back. They're going to look into it. Uh, thanks. Uh, that was a live uh, call from... Uh, the estate of uh, M.C. Escher. Hopefully I'm pronouncing it. I had a T-shirt once. Uh, I forgot. To, I should have told them that. It was from that, uh, I don't know if it was an NPR catalog. I think I talked about it, but my dad used to get it, where he could buy Garrison Keillor CDs, Prairie Home Companion CDs, and other ephemera related to Saturday and Sunday. Car Talk, yep, Car Talk ephemera. Uh, I think that was the MC Escher estate. They just asked in MC Escher estate t-shirts. Uh, and I remember I saw one. I thought it was a cool, I said, that's the coolest thing ever. That's what, I, that's all I want for Christmas is my MC Escher uh, t-shirt. Uh, and I, maybe I even sang that as a song. I think I was 29 years old. Uh, no, no, I was younger than that, but I was definitely, uh, are you ever too old or too young to be excited about, uh, like, uh, MC Escher? Anyway, I guess I should get off the subject because I'm not 100% sure on the pronunciation. Though most people are so kind, they humor me when I'm talking about uh, historical figures and mispronouncing their names in person at work. People uh, say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, yep, yeah, mm-hmm. And this is why, this is one of the reasons why I'm interested. Anyway, if you're new, so that's, where was I? There's an intro, then there's a story, then there's some thank yous at the end. You don't, I thought I was going to talk about deja vu, but now that we've got, now that we've I've realized I have a direct brain, like a direct line from my brain to the MC Asher estate, uh, that's going to be distracting for this whole intro. So there's an intro, then there's a story, then there's the thank yous. Other things you need to know if you're new, you don't really need to listen. I think you probably figured that out in the last four minutes. I think that became apparent. Imagine being the parent of a boy that, like, uh, like they say, well, what, like, uh, I don't know if this is my dad or mom ever experienced this, but sitting around with other adults say, well, what did your uh, 14-year-old ask for for Christmas? Uh, Oh, well, uh, a toolkit, actually. Uh, What about you, uh, Jim? Oh, my son asked for cologne. Uh, he's, he's, he thinks he's ready to shave. Uh, wow. Uh, uh, I don't know what other kid. Uh, uh, Randy, what did your son? Well, he still, he likes, uh, he wanted an adult, grown-up version of a taco truck, so I gave him uh, a, a yard trimmer. Wow. Uh, uh, Biff, what about your son? What did he ask for? Uh, those gloves, you know, gloves, he gloves, uh, motorcycle and then, uh, gloves, leather gloves. Yeah. He said they look, uh, smooth. Oh, Mr. Ackerman, what did your son ask for? Your boy, he's the, uh, that's, he's the one with that strange look in his eye and that uh, strange haircut. Uh, no, that's just the way his hair is naturally. Uh, he asked for an MC Escher t-shirt, um, long sleeve, uh, and then there was silence. Uh, but, you know, now who's making a sleep podcast? Uh, who's who's uh, lost an illusion? Uh, yard, you know, uh, Yardy Har Har. Who would have thought? What is it, What are those called when when something happens to you as a kid and it uh, formative? Uh, who would have thought buying a T-shirt? Hey, T-shirt salespeople, this should be an inspiration to you. I don't know how many, I know there's a couple listeners that are t-shirt, that have t-shirt businesses that are listening. There you go, formative memory. I guess this was supposed to be about deja vu, but tracking it back, hold on, okay. That's the MC Escher estate, and uh, they're saying they probably have some of the rights. I'm sorry, who's calling? MC Escher, never heard of, was, were you, uh, 
Uh, do you know my, my favorite, uh, album is, uh, like, uh, do you know MC Ren? No. Well, I, okay. Here, here, here's a question to see if you're really an MC. Yeah, sure. Uh, what's the greatest, uh, nope. It's, it's, it takes a nation of millions. It's the best album in my, in my, I guess, in my opinion. Uh, anyway, I gotta go. Uh, yeah, don't take calls fr- from you. If you were really a, a MC, then you'd have your people contact my people. Okay, you'll be back. Uh, well, actually, could you, like, I, I tell you what, if you send some free t shirts, uh, it's uh, within the realms of possibility. Uh, also, I'm lost. Okay, uh, I think I'm gonna do a countersuit because I've been lost in my own illusion ever since I put that shirt on. Okay, they hung up. There you go. If you ever need to get MC Escher, the MC Escher has stayed off the phone. Uh, just tell them you've been lost in your own illusions. Uh, or you could say, you're, you know, that whole hand bobble. To, you say, well, I've been uh, staring into a glass a bobble for uh, 44 years. And I'm only 41 years old, uh, so I don't even, I don't know who's the looker and who's the, you know, who's the looking glass and... uh They'll, they'll trust me. They'll hang up every time. This is usually the part of podcast where another part of my brain, the operator, calls and says the call is coming from within your brain. Uh, but that's not so. It could have been actually the MC. I don't know how they would get a, get into much direct line, but that's possible. Anyway, if you're new, you don't really need to listen, but you're also under no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here to keep you company. I'm your boar friend. I'm your boar bay. I'm your boar bud. If we're new. I'm the bore person trying to win your trust over, and this podcast is different. I have creaky dulcet tones. It doesn't work for everybody, uh, but I hope you give it a try. Give it a few tries. That's what almost every review says, 2,000-something reviews. Uh, and 98% of them start with, I was skeptical, or I gave it a few tries. The other 2% d- d- didn't like the podcast a lot. Uh, and if you don't, that's fine. Uh, like, uh, no big deal. But I'm here to help help you fall asleep, so I hope I can. Uh, but I can't make any promises. But if, if you give a few tries, uh, I'll do my best. That's a promise. I'll be here uh, in the deep, dark night to help you fall asleep. Uh, so thanks so much for giving a try. Uh, thanks for coming by. I really hope and I really yearn that I can help you fall asleep. Uh, thanks. All right, hey, everybody. It's uh, time... For our serial episodic series, except for tonight, is uh, part two. Uh, But trust me, I'll catch up. So if you missed part one, no big deal. Uh, Because I'll I'll, I'll fill you in on the details I can remember. It was just one short week ago that I recorded the episode, but uh, that doesn't mean I have total recall. Uh, But so... Uh, this is, it's time for our, uh, uh, modular episodic series after the glass slipper, which follows the tale of Cinderella after the glass slipper. She became queen. She turned out to be a great leader. Also her stepmother. This mostly follows her stepmother. Her fairy godmother did appear in some episodes, a special guest star, fairy godmother. Her name was Penelope. And I guess Cinderella would be a special guest star. She hasn't uh, graced the season. Some of her children are in this, or her babies, or uh, something. I don't know. Uh, sorry, Cinderella. Uh, you know, that's what happens when you don't take my calls. Uh, <laughs> what the heck is... Uh, I definitely have a screw loose, that's for sure. So, uh, this is a tale follows uh, Cinderella's stepmother, Agatha, and she's really like a like a like a really uh, a character. I'm afraid she's listening in, but you know, like uh, not perfect. It has flaws, uh, uh, but has a flawless execution at doing her best uh, at being imperfect. And over two seasons, in this season, she's had her ups and her downs. Actually, over the other two seasons, this one she's mostly just teaching a class. Uh, uh, with a co-teacher named Shelley, they're teaching a class about uh, the kind of oral myth in uh, uh, tall tales or uh, folklore tales of the fairy people. And uh, I think that's about it. So that was that's the general. The last episode, Agatha was telling uh, what seemed like a tale based on her own experience, uh, 
I'm not sure if it's fiction, double fictional or just regular fictional, uh, but she told the tale of uh, when she was a young girl and her people were displaced by uh, like a colonial power and living in the hills and the mountains in an area in a, a past that was kind of essential uh, to the, 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 the powers that had displaced her people. And they were kind of surviving under the leadership of her grandmother in a little bit of a symbiotic relationship of taking supplies uh, from the people in the past uh, to get by. And then, like, uh, another possible uh, power was coming to the area. And Agatha's grandmother saw that as an opportunity to work with the colonial power uh, to join, like, a to unify them by marriage uh, and to help them block the pass uh, from the, 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 the other group that was trying to come in. And that worked really well. And then, so they got to move into the pass, which also included a castle. It was a fort, I guess, uh, or I guess it was a castle. Uh, and they got to move in the castle. Then the king came because the king was so impressed with the leadership of Agus's grandmother and the lower lord that she had uh, worked with. Uh, this was a big victory for this king. So the king came. They really plus the castle because if the king is coming, you know, not every king is like King Robert that's going to be blitzed 24-7. Like, like this king, you had to, everything had to be double nice. And so they got everything really nice on the up and up, uh, and the king seemed to, I mean, for a colonial power or a leader, it didn't seem half bad. Uh, Agatha seemed to take a shine to him. And also the whole idea, there, there's other parts of the story, but I'm trying to give the most brief part of it I can. And so Agatha really was enjoying living this luxurious life. And then her sister kind of, they, one of her sisters moved away, they thought, or where, they didn't know where she was, uh, and I think that was it. Like, uh, but they were living the good life with the king. The king may have had a crush on Agatha. Oh, Agatha has two sisters. So one moved out or something. They they said, well, we don't know where she went. We think she moved out. And then her other sister, the king, kind of had a, some kind of crush on maybe. Maybe Agatha had a crush on the king, but she's still a girl. She she wasn't like a child. Her sister was a woman because there was years separating them. Her mother was married to the lower lord, who was now like a medium lord, like a duke or something. And I think that was it. Like, uh, And then also I'm waiting for, uh, speaking of royalty, Hollywood royalty, uh, Antonio Banderas is here. Oh, that's all I, so do you have, uh, are we going to play Munchkin again? Yeah, so Antonio and I like to play Munchkin, the card game by Steven Jackson Games. I love it. I love that game. I brought my own pips again. The ladies, this is a gentleman. This is a boys, this is a girls. It's a friends beyond the binary. It's time for another episode of After the Glass of Slipper. Oof, Antonio, I, I'm going to give you two pips just to, for uh, that because that was wonderful. After Glass Supper, I'm Antonio Banderas. Everybody, thanks, everybody. Okay, children, here I am coming into the room with you. All my little babies are sleeping. In my bed is my little man, a, bo- bo- a room full of nurseries, as I come to tell you again. The second part of our tale from last week, children. Oh, so except for those of you that are rolling around in your cribs, I am aware that at some point you you will grow to understand. But if if you were in my classroom, even if I was if if I was teaching younger children, I would say when you're done rolling, when you're ready for my story, you'll stop. When you I'll know you're ready for my story when you stop rolling around in my cribs. But I can see from the blank looks you're giving me in the gassy faces that some of you have that you're just babies. Uh, so I don't need to, uh, I need to be more flexible. 
in telling you the tale, so all I'll do is tell you the tale and use my abilities to make myself as a bit of, you know, to make myself as human as I can appear. Though, since we've spent so much time together, my little baby friends, you know that I, uh, I think my voice does soothe you as you listen in. And my bow, the letterman, naps at this time every single day. Uh, for a man of letters, uh, it can be exhausting, and as for, for a teacher, I'm quite tired again. Uh, so I'll t- I told my class, uh, and as I'll tell you the rest of my tale today. So snuggle in with your little blankie-poos, my little children, and get comfortable. For when we last left off, it was the most uh, snuggly place anyone could be. Uh, pillows and fineries, uh, goblets and platters, uh, the king and the duke, uh, my mother, my grandmother, and my sister, all living in this castle, uh, full of fine things and people to serve us. Uh, warm fires, but also... Uh, open things with cool breezes when needed. Uh, they dis- I couldn't believe how they designed the castle that way. The king explained to my sister and I one day, well, the windows are placed at this angle in this direction. So at the warmest part of the day, uh, the, the winds will carry through the room and keep it naturally cool. And I, I marveled at that, and I said, how did they know? Was it wizards? Uh, and the king laughed and patted me and said, no, no, no. I think he was king-splaining to me, but I was just a child. He's like, uh, no, 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 we have engineers. Uh, and then the king went into a dialogue with me about the, the other for, the force, the other group, uh, and their technology was also driven by engineers and alchemists and scientists, scientists, he, he said, in understanding in that this other kingdom had an advance in metallurgy, I think. Uh, and I said, metallurgy, is that what makes the wind blow? And I said, I'm, ki- I'm kidding, uh, your, your kingship. Uh, and uh, that was also a test. I wanted to see if the king was becoming familiar with my sister and I. And he did not correct me and say, Your Grace, uh, uh, which would have, uh, that would have been even worse than King Splaining. Uh, but oh, we, yeah, we had good times, and the king was so handsome and kind to me. And after some time, uh, my mother and my grandmother uh, started to laugh that the king had not returned uh, back to the capital of the kingdom and was staying here and would be the front lines if it wasn't for my grandmother's handiwork at blocking the pass. Uh, And they were joking about my king and my sister. And then one day at a dinner, my sister announced uh, to my mother, uh, would my mother, you know, now that she's a woman, would my mother grant a permission for her to marry? And my grandmother seemed to smile, uh, kind of like a cat uh, after they have a snack uh, of an M-O-U-S-E. And my mother said, why, do you have a bow that I don't know about? And my sister said, oh, no, no, no. Uh, but I know who could win my heart if you are ready for me to marry, mother. And my mother said, I suppose, I suppose, who, who would be worthy enough to marry you, my dear? And my uh, sister said, well, the man that finds my sister. And the king said, well, your sister is right here. Ha, ha, ha. And he pointed at me. And my sister, she had a stern look on her face. She said, not that sister. My sister that has gone away. She goes, I would be a true hero to track down my sister that I miss so much. Uh, and it, this did cause my heart to palpitate. Uh, and she said, well, oh, someone that wouldn't help me find my sister, who would give up uh, 
She goes, that would be an act of someone I wouldn't be interested in marrying. Uh, they said, oh, well, we don't need to find your sister. She left on her own accord. So she said, Mother, what do you think about that? Uh, am I old enough to marry? And I saw the thoughtful look in the king's eye. And Mother said, of course, so that does sound like a true hero. And Grandmother just clapped uh, and said nothing. And uh, I guess it did catch the king's attention. For the next day, he picked his best rangers, they called them, uh, uh, scouts, uh, some would call them. And he asked Grandmother for some of the help of, of, of some of her warriors. Uh, and they sent them out uh, ranging, they call it, uh, uh, beyond the pass uh, through uh, the, the, all the rocks my grandmother had left uh, to make it a barely passable to pass. And they were gone for some time, and for, for some time they came back with reports of nothing to this direction. And the king sent some deep into his kingdom, and grandmother sent uh, uh, scouts into the hills looking for where we lived before. Uh, and they said, well, your sister maybe went to make a life for herself, the king said. I don't know if we'll find her. Maybe she became an actress and... Uh, you know, on and on and on and on. Uh, There's a big kingdom out there, even beyond where I rule. Uh, but then one day uh, the main ranging party came back, and on the back of a horse was an old woman. And I could see her as she had a shock of white hair. And they rode into the courtyard, and the king called the head of the the party, a woman named Lana. And she, Lana said to the king, my king, we've, uh, we found this old woman. She says she carries a gift, uh, and uh, we actually had to carry it for her because it's so large. Uh, a gift uh, from, from the, the, the girl you seek. And uh, the king said, well, bring it to me. Uh, and the old woman hopped out. She said, it's not for you. It's for her sister. And I still went to step forward. And she said, not you either. And she pointed at my sister. And she stepped forward. And again, I saw looks on my mother and my grandmother, my sister's face. That, uh, I could not understand. Because he said, well, I mean, I had a look of, why not me? Why don't I get a gift? Uh, and my sister said, I won't have any gift from the likes of you or my sister. Where is she? And the old woman said, take a look at your gift. Uh, and uh, my sister said, I want to see my sister. Uh, I don't want a gift from her. My, my gift would be to be with her. And uh, she said, well, she lives in the kingdom beyond uh, beyond this pass. Uh, and all of us took a shock of, you mean the kingdom with the technology? And the old woman said nothing. And they carried around a giant quilt uh, rolled up uh, the size of many tapestries. And my sister kicked it. And she said, I want my sister. I don't want any quilt or tapestry. And everyone turned to look at the old woman and she was gone. Uh... No one knew what to say. And the king said, carry that quilt inside and unroll it. Uh, and my sister and my mother and my grandmother seemed irritated. I was a bit confused. And they unrolled it. And, and, and children, don't worry, children, I'll tell you. But it was, uh, it was clear my sister had made the quilt. Uh, and it had many pictures on it, but at first it was arguing between the king and my sister and my mother and my grandmother about going to get my sister. And the king said, it's impossible. Uh, technology, we've ranged up there. We talked to Alana, and uh, he said, there's no way. Like, it's across this desert, and then there's a cliff wall, and they have a wall where there's not a cliff wall. You see, it's a kingdom that they can come out of, but no, it would be foolhardy to uh, try to go there and get your sister. We wouldn't get her. And uh, they took the, the, the tapestry quilt and they unrolled it. And at first they wouldn't let me see it. And I said, Mother, what's on the quilt? Grandmother, what does the quilt say? 
And uh, they said, it's, it says your sister has uh, gone simple in mind. Uh, uh, you, you, there's no need to worry about your sister anymore. And I said, simple in mind, what do you mean? And they looked at each other. My sister had taken, my other sister, the one that was there, she took a sour mood, it seemed. But uh, uh, grandmother and grand, uh, grandmother and mother said, well, why not? Uh, like, uh, you are much more of a child. But it seems like your sister has gone from womanhood back to childhood. Uh, uh, so so you, you'll understand when you look at the quilt. And so I went into this uh, chamber where they were keeping the quilt spread out on the floor. And uh, the only thing on there written uh, was a few things. At the top it said, it was the tail of the funny bunny at the top of the quilt. And then it said, once upon a time. And then it went dot, 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 and there was no more words anymore. It just pictures as a quilt or a tapestry if you're familiar with them. And it was a strange, strange, very, like, uh, a quilt much too big for a bed. Uh, so more of a tapestry than a quilt, but in the quilt style. And the first uh, few panels uh, showed a, a, bunny, a family of bunnies uh, in a beautiful natural garden, a uh, paradise, it seemed. And they were happy, and there was lots of them. And always in the center was a one bunny family, uh, so happy with uh, two uh, adult bunnies and then three child bunnies. And they seemed, oh, and it even showed them like eating and the the two adult bunnies uh, uh, teaching the little bunnies, you know, oh, these are the carrots and all of the other, the, 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 uh, Extended bunnies are the bunnies of the community, uh, feasting and laughing and caring for other children, and really just a few, really uh, set up a perfect bunny paradise, I would say. And I said, well, there's nothing funny about that. I didn't see any funny bunnies in the first ones. Uh, but I was very impressed with the details. He said, my sister has really become... Uh, uh, good, and then the panels changed, uh, and there was one of a farmer, and uh, the farmer was looking and looking in the first panels, uh, and then the farmer was chasing the bunnies out of the paradise uh, repeatedly, uh, trying to get the bunnies out uh, uh, from their natural paradise, and then, of course, the farmer changing the natural paradise and starting to block it off with fences and, and uh, like equipment and technology, I guess you'd say, and building a farm uh, and, and continually chasing the bunnies away. And then the bunnies, uh, especially our, our two main heroic uh, adult bunnies, I would say, they kept finding ways to sneak in and take food back to the bunny community that now lived outside of the bunny paradise, which was now much more of a farm. And they said, well, how come, uh, does it grow, but does things grow better? Like, is it just easy to pick them? I never understood these, like, uh, I don't know. I was really engrossed in this, uh, this quilt. And I, I, uh, like, I couldn't, couldn't stop looking at it, uh, and then this father, the story to me was very interesting. And then the farmer was collecting the food, and then we started to see the farmer's family. Uh, and the farmer had two children and and, uh, and a mother. And then the children were helping sell the food, and there would be people that would exchange, you know, like dairy for carrots or some such things. Uh, and then the bunnies continued to try sneak food, uh, and it seemed like, uh, like it, I don't know, at the height of the harvest season, the bunnies were trying to take food, the farmer was trying to chase the bunnies away, but also harvest and sell the food, and then store the food, and the bunnies were always trying to out, outsmart the farmer. Sometimes it would be funny, I said, uh, whoever did this has a sense of humor, you know. Uh, but then there was these images of the harvest fair. And of like a maypole, I think they call it. Uh, we don't have that, but uh, end of uh, of costumed things and of uh, 
these wooden contraptions you would ride, like a pretend horse and things. So amazing. And so, and the children were there, and the farmer was still working. And then I saw a secret that one of the sisters uh, had a bunny, one of the the daughters of the, I think about my sister, I guess, uh, when I tell this tale, but uh, one of the daughter of the farmer on the quilt had a bunny in her pocket as she was enjoying the harvest fair. And uh, uh, that was it, like it stopped and then it went back to the farm. And the farmer had this pumpkin patch. And I guess there was a comp- competition. Now, some of this is uh, as I was interpreting it. And I would tell this uh, part over and over again as I tried to understand the quilt. Uh, so as I'm telling to you, it's because I told this as a young girl uh, hundreds and hundreds of times, the whole story that uh, plays out on these panels. Uh, I can't quite explain to you how long it took me, but these panels were very clear. So the farmer had these pumpkins. He was growing, trying to grow very large for this pumpkin contest at the uh, at the fair. And he had this giant pumpkin and he was trying to load it into his cart. And as he said, send his family ahead so he's by himself. Uh, and he took a slip in the giant pumpkin. Uh, he got stuck with the giant pumpkin. Uh, and he was okay, but he was stuck with this giant pumpkin. And uh, he was there in, in his farm, in his field, and the gate was open. Uh, and he was uh, stuck with a giant pumpkin. And... Uh, uh, he, he, there was no one, no one else. His family was at the fair. Uh, but then, uh, in the bow, oh, and then there was a panel with the bunnies. Uh, so, okay. So I'm trying to figure out the order to explain this to you, all these children. And let me get to, to the more, the rest of the sensible panels. Uh, so there was a little girl with the bunny at the fair. And then the, the farmer was stuck with his prize winning pumpkin then the bunnies came, and they looked at the farmer stuck with the pumpkin, and they debated what to do. Oh, should we help the farmer? Should we take all the food? Uh, should we judge the farmer for, for messing with us? Uh, and then they said, well, there's an, uh, this was all done by body language, and my uh, liberal interpretation of it, you know, of filling in the gaps— uh, and mother and my sister and my grandmother, they wouldn't accept some of these. Uh, they said, well, how do you know that? And I said, well, because uh, look at the bunny. Look at that bunny's face. It's not sure if it should help the farmer or just take some food. And uh, I said, and, and the bunnies decide to do both. Uh, uh, and some of the bunnies start to eat the pumpkin and other bunnies uh, take all of the uh, dried and root vegetables and things and uh, take a fair amount. They don't take everything because, you know, it's just a community of bunnies. Uh, and they free the farmer. And the farmer kind of uh, says, huh, and looks at the, he's covered in pumpkin. And he's sitting there on his elbows and there's bunnies on him. And uh, uh, that was the last panel, like where the farmer was kind of petting one of the bunnies and cleaning it off, uh, the pumpkin off of it. Uh, and looking amused and talking to the bunnies. Uh, but the bunnies were regular bunnies, kind of, I guess. Uh, they weren't communicating with him. And after this, uh, this is where they said my sister uh, descended into... Uh, Infant, infantilia, something infantile thoughts, uh, and they said, "Why bother looking?" The mother and grandmother said, "Why bother looking for her?" Uh, it's clear uh, from the rest of these panels if she made this. And my other sister didn't seem; she just seemed to, to want my sister back uh, and seemed to, to keep putting her foot down. And the king seemed more and more to try to be explain king explaining to her. Well, you sh- we should what a why don't you, what if your sister, you know, who are you, are you never going to marry? You know, that kind of thing. Now, the king would also humor me by listening and hearing me out on these things. But after this, the panel took uh, a strange turn. It, uh, the next panel after that was very confusing for time. Now, I'll tell you the whole tale, but I'll sh- tell you some of the things you see. Couldn't tell if it was like outlined or letters or... 
it was something like uh, jagged lines and things. And then the next few but were just darkness or dark circles. Uh, and uh, like some in green and getting bigger. And then uh, there was one of the bunny jumping out of a pocket. Uh, and then of the bunny in one of the circles. And uh, uh, so that it, that helped me, actually. But it's, I won't tell you more right now. And then there was lots of... Uh, I don't know, like stuff with like that was hard to interpret. Abstract, I guess. Uh, grandmother had said this is some sort of abstract art uh, uh, for many panels with lots of browns and blacks and dark colors and and then uh, uh, some white circles in there and then some grays. And then a bunny and a mole. After a while, there was a bunny and a mole. And uh, then the bunny started t teaching them all how to dance, is what I finally determined uh, uh, as I followed it, uh, it. It was the bunny just ta taught them all to dance and uh, how to dance on a kind of a, a journey. Uh, uh, like, uh, we'll get to it. Uh, and so I started to try to break it down. I said, well, what is this uh, first thing with these outlines, these outlines? And... Uh, I, I I became obsessed with this uh, quilt, you know. I mean, especially because I I felt like uh, even though it's a girl, I felt uh, like I wanted to be the one who would marry the king and not my sister, and that the king was pining after my sister, but she was me not nice to him, and I couldn't understand mother and grandmother's behavior anymore. And I also found it most of my soothing came from either talking to the king or trying to solve the quilt or just going and enjoying the castle, uh, the views and lying in the silks and the things. Uh, uh, I guess uh, that, that became what comforted me, that would put me at ease. Uh, but I also was, I said, I know this is something in here, this... Uh, I can't stop. I was dreaming about this uh, quilt. And then I said, well, it's a harvest fair. And I started to ask any travelers, well, have you been to a harvest fair? What do you know about? And then they, someone mentioned the corn maze, uh, the amazing corn maze. Of, uh, and I said, that's what this is, a corn maze. It's not a outlined of letters. That's a maze, and that's corn. And then I said, oh, and then I realized that the dark circles, it was a hole in the ground at a corn maze that the bunny had jumped out. Uh, the farmer's daughter was going through the corn maze with the bunny in a pocket. The bunny jumped out. And everyone said, you're making this up, you're projecting. on." And I said, okay, well, this is, uh, see if you follow along. And I was very proud to have figured this out. And then the bunny jumps out. It goes into a hole in the corn maze uh, to get away from the farmer's daughter. And it seemed like the farmer's daughter had been nice to the bunny. But, you know, the bunny wanted to be on its own. And then the bunny went through, like, uh, went down a, a hole, which was these dark circles. And the darkness, you could see the bunny moving around. If you really look into the abstract, uh, it wasn't so abstract at all. Then the bunny met the mole in the darkness, and then they went somewhere light, uh, and then the bunny taught him, the mole how to dance. Uh, and again, we'll talk about the meaning, uh, which uh, was interesting. Uh, but at first, uh, let's see, what did uh, like, uh, they saw the bunny taught the mole like a crawl move, uh, you could tell they were dancing from the motion. There was lines to show the motion, and they were both happy, uh, like a like a kind of like a like a mole move. I would say was the first one. Then there was these things like hopping in the left leg, uh, like five times, I think. Then the butt uh, butt dropping, uh, like almost like a bunny hop, but with a butt drop. Uh, and then sliding to the right, sliding to the right. Uh, then like a move like you're running, the uh, running mole, I was calling it to myself because no one else appreciated it. And then like another swivel, like swerve, like a, 
you were going in between trees or something. Uh, then something like uh, a tree, like moving very mechanically, like if a tree moved, uh, uh, some tree-like motions where you're very stiff. Uh, then some more slides to the left. Uh, uh, then a walk, like you're, uh, you're sleepwalking. The mole was sleepwalking. I said, what a dance. I was doing this dance a lot. And, uh, you know, the king and some of the nicer people that, that, that looked up to the king, they appreciated it. Even the duke said, uh, it's pretty good. And, and there was like baby steps and lefts and rights and, um, you know, lots of things. Uh, but then uh, the last move was uh, like something... That looked like I, I, this was where I determined it through the fence. Uh, for then the mole was with the bunny's family and the farmer. And then the sister, the, the farmer's daughter, and they were all dancing together in the garden. The farmer's family and the bunny's family and the bunny community. And uh, I guess this was post harvest festival, you know, some time had passed. And, you know, once I felt like I had the story and I could tell it over and over again, I started to share this was definitely the story in this quilt. Uh, and when I could convince it, like I just did for you children, um, no one no one really paid it any mind anyway. Uh, because, uh, and I said, well, one day I would like to do it as a performance. Uh, and the king granted me that, and I stayed up all night practicing and making a dram dramatized and making costumes. And in the morning that I was supposed to, to uh, perform it, uh, mostly for, you know, people, the king would say, hey, come watch this play. You're lucky uh, uh, to have any, you know, the king can do that kind of thing, say, you must watch this play. I woke up uh, and I barely slept and I went down to perform and the, the king came to wish me good luck. Uh, and he had a laugh. He said, oh, Hegtha, have you been up all night uh, practicing? I said, I have, your, your, your kindness. Uh, and he said, well, you've got your bunny outfit all on backwards. Uh, and something clicked in me. He said, your grace. Uh, and he said, no, no, Hegtha, I'm your friend. Uh, uh, Maybe one day I'll be your brother-in-law, you know. And I said, uh, I said, backwards, that's it. I said, I, I, that's the answer. And I said, cancel the performance. I said, uh, and I, I called everyone from my family. And I was still ready for the performance. Uh, and I said, call Alana, call the Rangers. Uh, everyone needs to hear this. And they said, what is it, Agatha? And I said, this is where our sister is. Uh, this quilt is a mapper to go find her. And they said, no, no, no. And I said, yes, it is. It's just backwards. Uh, it, this is exactly where she is. Uh, I said, look at it backwards, uh, out of the garden. And I started, we started to go through panel by panel. And I said, see this weaving, isn't that, that the woods you talked about, Alana? The, the, the narrow woods. Uh, and then uh, that's the mountain that you had to go down. Because uh, uh, I'd spent a lot of time with Alana, too, like hearing uh, about, you know, I said, hey, Alana, have you been to a harvest festival? She said, actually, I have. Uh, and Ilana and the rangers and even some of grandmother's uh, uh, warriors, they said, oh, wait a second, you're right. Uh, and some people said, you're just uh, like uh, false evidence appearing real, they say. And I said, no, no, no. Our sister wants us to come get her. And then my sister that was there, her ears perked up. And she said, is this correct? Uh, only the bravest of the brave would go and take such a risk, uh, uh, and she, my sister, started to praise me, uh, which was unfamiliar. She said, Agatha, you've unlocked the key. Now if we only could have a hero to come and get our sister. And the king, he was only so ready. He said, Agatha, I was worried about you. I was worried about your sisters, both your sisters and uh, your mother and your grandmother. But now I see... 
Uh, and Alana and them were already preparing uh, to go ranging. And the king said, go ahead, scout ahead, see if this is possible. And he said, prepare the troops uh, to go on the march. Uh, uh, and we headed out. And uh, uh, because there was more and more details, the more you looked, we could see places to get water across the Great Plain. And finally, the holes, uh, the, the king said, this could be where like in the Great Wall, like instead of the corn maze, uh, it, it all started to make a little bit more sense, uh, especially with the specificity of the dance moves by panel. And as you started to think that, you started to look in the background of the pictures and there was more and more details uh, that at first it seemed strange. Like you'd say, well, this girl has gone infantile. But when you looked at the details in this context, uh, more and more became clear. And the more and more praise I received from the king and her grandmother, my mother, my sister. And the king said, we will all go. And the troops were prepared. And we went out beyond the pass. That took some time, you know, because you had to go one at a time. But uh, and by the time we got through the pass and headed to the first set of woods and were following in reverse the order of the quilt, uh, Alana and the other rangers came and the, they said, it is correct. Uh, we believe that uh, some of these clues in here do show a way to cross the plain and get enough water and get to the wall. And, you know, but we'd rather wait for you to explore that part uh, so we headed out and we ranged over mountains and we traveled as a great, and the king had already sent word back. He said, more troops, uh, more, you know, send for beyond the pass uh, from my main kingdom to come out here. Uh, and the king seemed driven now. And my sister seemed to show more affection to the king, which seemed to drive the king more. Uh, but I was basking uh, for every step of the journey we took, uh, I became more heroic, and then we got out to the plains, and we crossed, and everywhere the panel said there would be water. Even though it was hidden in the back of the panels, uh, it was there. It's a mole dancing. Uh, who would have thought my sister was so brilliant? Uh, we got to this great wall. It was actually a cliff. It was not a man-made wall. That ranged for miles in every direction, you know, separated by this great uh, plain, which was a desert. Uh, and there was no way back or across. Uh, you couldn't possibly carry enough water for this many troops and and people. And Alana and them followed the map uh, while we made camp. Uh, and they said they found a hole in the cliff right where it was supposed to be. And they said they tested it and snuck through. And eventually, it emerged in the heart of the other kingdom, in the capital. And uh, we waited for some time for the king said, okay, let's really think this out and wait for the troops uh, to get here and decide. And Alana and the other rangers, uh, they explored, uh, you know, they snuck in and snuck out and scouted in the uh, And they said, it is a kingdom of great technology but it's on the outer edges, and they said that my sister was in the main castle, uh, which was just, they said it was a much simpler kingdom. Uh, because of the technology, they had plenty of water and food, and uh, they had a lot of things, you know, to deal with other kingdoms, uh, but they didn't have a lot of bricks and luxury. And ca even the main castle that she described it was more of a defensive position uh, than a luxurious castle. And then the night came where they said, tomorrow we will go in and we found your sister and we'll all go in and we'll get her. And uh, we'll also uh, have a victory uh, um, because they had planned to, to uh, sabotage some of the technology and uh, deal with some of the uh, troops of the other kingdom and uh, the king came to me uh, the night before, and he said, Oh, Agatha, uh, what a brilliant mind you have. Uh, you really are a heroine. We'll have to find a title for you. 
when we return with this victory and we'll celebrate. And I said, well, what about queen? And he kind of said, well, I think your sister's going to be queen. Uh, but I, I think we'll find another title for you. Uh, I haven't thought of something worthy of you yet, but we will. Uh, you're a great. And I was kind of my, you know, I still was basking in the, but I was a little disappointed, but I said, well, there's a, you know, I said, okay, my sister's an adult. I'm not an adult. It's a bummer. But at least still, uh, I am the one. Uh, I, I felt a power like I had never felt it before. And we made our way through. And there was actually like even a place on the other side of the wall that the rangers had said, well, we could make a camp here and we won't be noticed uh, while we wait for backup uh, from the rest of the kingdom. Uh, and then, uh, we were all getting ready to, uh, camp, uh, in these Spartan conditions, the, uh, the people lived in, even though it was simple living, I guess, uh, and then into our camp walked, uh, a person dressed in a mole outfit, uh, and he said, I am Derek, a messenger, uh, a messenger from the queen, they said, what queen? And they said, the queen who you're a guest of uh, in her kingdom. And uh, the king, you know, the, everyone, and then they, the Derek, the mole uh, messenger said, do not bother. Uh, you know, we, we, we would like to keep this peaceful. Uh, why don't you uh, come and visit with the queen? And we were led through the city, and uh, we saw, yeah, there's like, uh, people seem very happy. And uh, Derek explained to all of us uh, on the tour of the city how the waterworks worked and aqueducts and uh, sustain, sustainable farming systems and uh, that people were, like, uh, had all these different roles, uh, workers and warriors and uh, that everyone lived in the kind of the same style, and the king said, "Outrageous! Uh, where do the royal? Where's the? Where's the queen live?" Uh, and uh, Derek said, "Well, in a similar situation, you know, more fortified from uh, outsiders like you, but a very simple living. It brings the happiness you see on the faces of all these people." And the king said, "This is, uh, and even my sister, my sister, she said, this is outrageous." Uh, uh, we live uh, for luxury, don't we, Agatha? And I said, oh, yes, yes, this would not do. Uh, and they said, oh, wait, we're, we're the ones on the, uh, we're the underdogs suddenly, though. Uh, but they, we've still had confidence. The king said, don't worry, they don't know about the backup coming. And then Derek, after a while, said, we do know about the backup there. You know, we, we've already moved beyond your pass, uh, yeah, so you're, you're busted. Come into the Great Hall and meet with the Queen. Uh, and by Great Hall, we just mean this open area here. And we went into an open area. And uh, the, Derek said, you know, prepare for the Queen's arrival. And everyone bowed. There was some of the people from the kingdom there. And they looked on us like with just curious interest, uh, non-threatening at all. Uh, but I could also see that same, they had a relaxed look in their eye. I saw it on my mother, my sister's, uh, my grandmother's face. But I didn't feel relaxed one bit. I felt like, where's my kingdom? What What is happening? This is, I, I was out of sorts and I was surprised they didn't feel the same way. But then I knew why, because out of uh, the shadows came the queen and that queen was my other sister. And then I looked at my mother's face, and her face seemed uh, the, look, the look of compromise, uh, of displeased compromise. And my sister was smiling. Both my sisters were smiling, actually. And my grandmother, she had a steely, confident, proud look in her eye. And my sister, the queen, apparently of this kingdom, said, Come, mother, mother, sisters, grandmother, come to me. Oh, yeah, you, you figured out my my map, didn't you? And uh, she hugged my sisters, and then the king came out and held my sister's hand. She said, I'd like you to meet my mother and my grandmother, my sisters. 
and everyone was laughing but me. I just had a blank look on my face. Uh, and my sister, the queen, this, uh, my sister, the queen of this kingdom, she seemed very amused. Uh, and she said, he was the one who played the biggest part, Agatha. Uh, the one uh, that, uh, and, and at first I, I still didn't know, I didn't know how to feel. And she called up the king, and he said, "I." She said, "I. Well, I guess I hope you're proud. You know, you did bring these uh, these other people in, the ones that displaced us from our kingdom, right, grandmother? Uh, but now we'll have a kingdom back. We've already taken it, by the way, your lord." She said this in a demeaning way to the king uh, from the other kingdom. I realize, children, this may be. And the king kind of seemed down now and looked at me in a cross way like I had fooled him. And I said, I didn't know. I, I had no idea. And my sister said, your whole kingdom is ours now. And the king, it was a look of total deception. And I must have had the same look because I couldn't believe it either. And... uh my sister, the queen of this kingdom, said, Don't you understand, you simple girl? You were the perfect pawn. And I said, No, no. I just wanted to uh, understand what was on the quilt and, and, uh, and make the king happy, my sister said. And she said, I wanted to save our people like my grandmother taught us, uh, but you seem to forget it so quickly in the walls of that castle. Uh, but now you can live with us, uh, and, you know, you'll look like, uh, and I, I, uh, I looked at my sisters and my mother and my grandmother like I had never known them, I guess, uh, and I said, oh, uh, what an unfamiliar feeling this is, but not that I, I started to play things back in my head and say, this was the plan all along, wasn't it? Uh, and I said that aloud, and they just chuckled. And my grandmother tried to take me in her arms and say, well, sometimes, uh, you know, children need to be deceived for, for the well-being of the people. And I sighed. Uh, and uh, I, I, was, I, I, I was stunned. You could tell children I still am stunned retelling the tale. And my sister said, well, what do you want as a reward? Would you like to marry this king one day when you're an adult? Uh, or should we send him off uh, uh, to become a worker like the rest of us, an equal worker? And I said, well, I'd like to live in the castle. Uh, uh, and my sister said, the castle's gone. Uh, you know, those luxuries are necessary, Agatha. Uh, when you have a family, and that's when I realized uh, uh, what I had already kind of stated to children, that I felt closer to the pillows in the castle than to my mother and my sister and my grandmother. And I sighed, and I said, Sister, is my reward. I'd like to go. Uh, and my sister said, Well, I guess I will have to give you that reward. Where will you go? And I said, I'd like to go to a land far, far away, uh, beyond the reach of even your kingdom. And she said, it will be done, you know, in a few days, you know, uh, she said. Uh, and I said, and I'd like to go to bed, please, uh, and sleep. Uh, and I went to bed. Uh, and there's no reason, your children, this is supposed to be a comforting tale, because it really is for it led me to you. As a girl, I felt quite down, and it actually turned out that that was uh, the day I became a woman because I uh, made a choice for myself uh, to live my own life uh, and uh, to leave that life behind uh, and uh, to grow up, I guess. Uh, and uh, that's what led me here to be with you tonight, uh, to be at your side to be with you, uh, to comfort you. And I guess I, as even as an adult, I've had to learn what that means, children. Uh, that comforting brings comfort. Uh, so my path uh, 
while it was twisted, that mold dancing path, uh, well, it wasn't perfect. And then I still made mistakes. You know, I, I grew up, I guess, with the idea that pillows were more important than people, uh, or more trustworthy. And I think that, uh, you know, then Cinderella had to deal with that. Uh, uh, but now that I look back on it, I say, well, that's okay. I guess that you made some mistakes, uh, and now you're a teacher, and you're a comforter. Of, and, uh, you you get to share your bedroom with a nursery of babies. Uh, what more uh, could someone ask for? How nice an opportunity to be here with all of you. Good night.